Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Chris Edge, thanks for coming up. No worries, mate. The uh, host for the Mankind Co podcast. That's it. Uh, Navy veteran. Yes. That's it. Um, Chris, it's uh, you, you know, you've drived up from south of the river about an hour drive, so I really, really do appreciate you coming up. And All good, uh, mate. Uh, now you've, we've connected through social media, and uh, I love the videos you're trying to put out there, trying to support men, just become, you know, empower them to be more masculine and to, to live who yeah. they truly are and yeah. stuff like that. So, Chris, I just want to delve into a little bit about your journey. I'm excited yeah. to hear about your time right. in the Navy <laughs> and uh, all that sort of stuff. And uh, no, who is Chris Edge? Okay, so um, quick synopsis. Um, 30... Nearly 37, dad, husband, um, Navy veteran, as you mentioned, currently working as a um, like a sales consultant slash project manager for a truck dealership in Perth. Uh, my role is to, um, I guess, to, to specify design and build or assist mining companies to specify design and build trucks to help them service their fleet and basically dig dirt out of the ground. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess the, the, the content that I've been putting out um, really probably serves more as a reminder for myself to be... A little bit more empowered in myself. And, yeah, and I think it starts with you, mate. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. getting your message already. To be honest with you, so yeah, and 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 I guess this this year has probably been a little bit more relevant to a lot of the stuff because I've been on this self development journey. Like like a lot of men, they sort of I think get to the point where they're like they're living this life of quite desperation. It's mm. like, yep, yeah, I'm not, I know I'm doing the right thing by doing this by you know working hard and you know working in this job and providing for my family, but I feel so disconnected from from what it is I'm doing at work and and how my life I can't I think like I did I know I did I struggled to integrate the two and I wanted to have this situation where and I've watched my wife's development over the last sort of 12 18 months or two years and she's gone from being a stay-at-home mum unemployed to going into basically full-time photography oh, but, wow. but she has managed to somehow integrate our life into her business yeah and and I'm like, I want that. Yeah. I, I want to be able to, you know, have uh, have this situation where our family and our work life are not necessarily separate. They're not these two, you know, separate entities. They're this one thing where we can all just work and live and coexist in, in this environment where, hey, if I need to take a couple of hours out to look after the kids, then I can take a couple of hours out to look after the kids. Yeah. And, and that's where now I'm sort of trying to get to a position where I can do that. Um, and I think it's all starting with, with the mankind stuff and, and I'm just wanting to share my journey on it. Okay. And if I can help another guy, you know, just even if I can just connect with one guy and resonate with him and, and help him decide to take action and create a life, a better life for himself and his yeah. family, then that's my job done. Awesome. Well, you, you're, yeah. you're already here today and you're already yeah. connecting with me and that's through the power of what you've already been doing. Um, I, I love uh, the, the, the idea. There's a lot of, I think there's, there's an issue with, with, with a lot of masculinity out there at the moment. And it's, it's like that early age of, of, of life. There's not much uh, responsibility that's yeah. put, forced onto men now. You know, if you think about centuries ago, people were at war. They had to go to yeah. war. They had to serve. Um, and then after that, it was kind of like, okay, no, you've got to be in manufacturing. You, you, you have to be a part yeah. of something. Whereas now there's so much freedom. Yeah. I don't necessarily think freedom is great for a guy. I think they have to have uh, you know, a, a path to follow down a purpose, yeah, uh, something, yeah. to, a life, like, like, something that gives them meaning. And, and that might be children, it might be family. Um, but I think there's always something that needs to extract that life energy, that libido into something and yeah. to push it forward. So I think that's what you're trying to you know, express with, with, your, with your social media. So I can see yeah. that. Yeah, and like, I guess like Mel flagged this to me like a couple of weeks ago. She's like, oh, you know, like... I've sort of seen, watched you over the last few years. Every six months, you're trying to be somebody different. And what I would, what I was trying to do, is I was trying to do things that I thought would create the best result. So, yeah. um, you know, like at one stage, I was involved in, in multi-level marketing, and I yeah. think everybody's had it. Probably, there's probably not many people out there that haven't been either introduced to multi-level marketing on you know, on one level or another, whether they're involved in the organisation or whether they've been introduced or they know somebody that's involved in the organisation. Fantastic business structure, but I think that the, the way it's been delivered is just wrong for a lot of people. Mm. Um, but I would sort of try and 
embody this persona that I thought I needed to have to be successful in these roles, whether it be a multi-level marketer, whether yeah. it be a um, business networker or or whatever, instead of just trying to be the best version of myself. Yeah. And and that's sort of where it's come from this year is, is like, right, okay, just forget all that shit, focus on being the best version of you yeah. and then just see where things take you and then take be open to more like to alternative influences. Yeah. Yeah. Before I might have been more, I guess, like the traditional sense of masculinity, right? You know, like the the typical provider, the the quiet, silent, don't talk about your feelings. You mm-hmm. know, guy, you know, I've often joked that guys have got two feelings. That's hungry and horny. So <laughs> if if you see him without a sandwich, make him a sandwich and give him a blowjob or something, you know, something like that. You know, like the, that's literally it. But uh, that that's so damaging to have that mentality for guys. Oh, we, yeah. do, we do have all these feelings. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, we get we get happy, we get sad, we get you know depression, you know, anxiety. Um, a big thing for me is realizing that. The, the my what I thought was anger is not actually anger. I, well, okay. I don't think it is. I think it's more anxiety than anger. Okay. Um, and the same for my dad. Growing up, I always thought my dad was quite an angry guy growing up. Mm. But looking back now and sort of relating to okay, well, my reaction to certain situations and it's it's anxiety over lack of control. Yes. Big, big time. Yes. Big time. And that's that sort of I see that between the the diff, the similarities between how I'd respond to a situation and how my dad would respond. Right. Yeah. And um, I sort of lost my train of thought here because I just, yeah. That's but, right. So I, I, I get what you mean. It's mm. uh, if you haven't spent any time kind of looking within, just doing what you're doing now, looking at the journey, yeah. looking at uh, get, building that self awareness. It's it's hard to pick what is what what emotions what. Yeah. And it's 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 the outcome that then we relate to what 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 the emotion is. So so say for example, you you're feeling fearful or you're feeling anxious and you're feeling like you're not kind of. Um, uh, achieving your goal, especially mm. if you're driven towards your, yeah. to, towards your, to, towards achieving, or if you're driven towards uh, getting something that's validating you externally. Yeah. If that anxious anxiety comes up, but then the result is like anger or frustration back at yourself. Yeah. Okay, I'm an angry person. Well, no, actually not. It, it stems from the anxiety. Yeah. And it's the root of the cause that you need to be aware of because yeah. then that's what you can change. And if you can change that, yes. you know, the journey, the, the roots, if you can recognize the root, you can change the, the end result that you get from that. Yeah. So no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I was put into, you know, obviously into yeah. my understanding. Yeah. Um, can we just dive, delve into, what did you do in the Navy? What, what, what was yeah, that sort sure. of stuff um, were you doing when you served? Uh, yes, I was uh, served as a Marine technician. Yeah, okay. So basically um, our responsibilities and our scope was um, anything that made the ship go through the water yeah um generated electricity flushing toilets doors hatches um you know air conditioning refrigeration yeah. anything and and i worked on all of that stuff so i worked on stuff ranging from um a, a marine gas turbine engine so basically a jet engine inside a box yeah um to door handles yeah okay yeah. so and, there's and, a vast array of things that- <laughs> every, everything in between i've been covered head to toe in, in marine diesel um you know oil yeah. Um, I've been covered head to toe in human feces and, and oh, 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 yeah, yeah, everything. Did you get to travel much with, with, with the, uh, with yeah, that? yeah, did, um, did, I managed to go, I went to the Middle East three times. Okay. Um, been up to Darwin twice, um, ran to Tasmania, um, Albany, um, back around to Sydney and Brisbane and then. That's pretty much the extent. And we were involved in the search for MH370 as well. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, what was that, so that like? Um, look, as a, as a marine technician, our role doesn't really change. Um, yeah. Just what tends to change is the temperature of the engine spaces. Yeah. Going into the Southern Ocean, the engine spaces, because it's all cooled by salt water. Okay. Uh, the engine spaces are quite cool, so about eight or nine degrees in the engine space. Going to the Middle East, the sea temperature is about 38, 40 degrees, so your engine spaces are quite hot. Yeah. I think the hottest I've seen, um, the diesel module, uh, before I walked in to do a set of rounds on the engines, was about 73 degrees. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I swear, I walked in there and I felt just, I felt my eyeballs just dry out. It was, it was a very uncomfortable situation, well, just an uncomfortable environment. Yeah. You know, hot, dry, you know, your eyes are burning because there's exhaust gas leaks in there and it just, yeah, just, but that's basically it. Yeah. So I did that for about, uh, seven and a half years. Okay. Um, well, well, from what years? 2010 to October 2017. Okay. So what what wars were going on? It was it was it the Iraq War the first. Uh, one? It was part of all part of the. Um, In the what stemmed? Yeah. What stemmed off from 9/11? 9/11. So yeah, yeah. Um, when I did 
did it at the time. It was called Op Slipper, so Operation Slipper, and then yeah. it, then they split the operation into um, three elements, and then the the anti piracy, anti drug stuff was um, Operation Manitou, which is what was the which I think is still called now. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What made you? Were you always thinking that you were going to go into service or something along those lines, or did you go into um, the, the mechanical side of things and it just led you into that? Or? No, I can I can remember. Um, I was probably nineteen. Yeah. And or eighteen or nineteen, and sort of lacked a bit of direction. Okay. Um, had an idea of what I wanted to do, but it didn't sort of align with what my parents were or what my dad was wanting me to do. Mm. He's a diesel mechanic by trade and didn't want us to go in the same. Um, into the same vocation, I guess, because he knew what it was like for him and didn't want the same thing for us. That, that's very, very common. So, push, and, I, and I wanted to be a mechanic. I, yeah. I quite like working with my hands. I'm yeah. quite technical. I, I like, you know, diagnosing and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, I remember saying to him, I want to be a diesel mechanic. He's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, look, man, if you be a diesel mechanic, you can find somewhere else to live. And I'm like, all right. And that, I'm that, off. That, that, and, you know, like being being 17, 18 and working casual and going, how am I going to make this? How am I going to work this? Yeah. So I remember scrolling through jobs, looking for jobs and this, when, you know, this is when I was 19 and I'm, so this is in 2000 and 2002. Okay. And a job for a marine technician came up in the Navy and I joined when I was 19 and I was dating a girl at the time and yeah. she was all getting all sad because I was away at basic training and stuff. So I, halfway through my basic training, I pulled the pin. Yeah, and okay. always regretted it. Always regretted it. Yeah. Uh, came out of the Navy, broke yeah. up with her, started dating another girl for about five and a half years and then yeah. broke up with her. And within about two weeks, I'd reapplied to the Navy and I'm like, cool, when, I go, when can I go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 26, I rejoined the Navy. Yeah. Um, and that was basically from, grew up in Newcastle. Okay. So that was my first time leaving Newcastle um, yeah. properly. Yeah. So I left Newcastle, went to Melbourne for basic training for the Navy, spent another 12 months there doing my um, marine technician training. And then from there, I'm like, okay, where can I go? And literally it was Perth was the furthest place away from Newcastle. So I'm like, send me to Perth. Nice. And so you've been in Perth for how long now? Um, oh, since 2011. 2011. So yeah, fair yeah. while. I've only mm-hmm. been here four years, but it's... Uh, yeah. it's- I love Perth. I honestly do. Yeah, t- to start with, yeah, um, it was hard. Yeah, because um, I brought my wife with me from Melbourne. I met her in Melbourne. Yeah, okay. And we'd been dating for only about three or four months before I proposed, and then um, you know only dating for about four or five months by the time that she moved over here. So it was a big step for her to move over here. Yeah. Um, I was coming to Perth either way. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember the conversation with her. I literally said, "Look, this is a story. I'm in the navy." Eventually, I want to get married and want to have kids, and I'm going to be in Perth in yeah. February, March next year. If none of that appeals to you, then we'll just won't go any further. We'll, we'll just stop here and just, I don't know. Sounds, sounds all right. So, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's Off great. We went. That's great. I mean, I mean mm. nothing that uh, just demonstrates that someone's committed to your leadership and you know, they believe in you uh, and they want to you know, follow your vision. So, you know, yeah. all, all to you. That's, yeah. that's, 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 what, that's, in my opinion, that is kind of, it's, it's, it's what, a, what a man is. It's, mm. you know, if, if you can put out a, a vision to the world to your partner that they believe in and want to come with you, that's, that's, yeah. that's what a partnership is. I, I, my partner was downstairs, we were going through a breakup, but it's because of that sort of thing. We don't want the same. We don't want the same vision and the sure. same thing in life, yeah. and, and which is fine, which yeah. is, is absolutely okay. It's, you know, it's, it's acceptable to do that. Mm. But um, no, I completely respect what you uh, what you've managed to achieve there. So that's awesome. Um, so, uh, how old's your child? Uh, we've got three. You've three children. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Eight, four, nearly four, and yeah. two. Two years old. Yeah. Okay. So rewind back eight years ago. Yep. I want to know what's what difference and what's you know, what significance did that have of having a you know, your firstborn in terms of uh, how you directed your life and how your you know your mindset. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think it changed until we had a daughter. Okay, so your first one was a, a young boy, two boys, yeah, two boys, eldest boys, and our youngest is a daughter. Yeah, um, and it was probably, um, I guess. Like I, I guess in a way I thought like the boys would raise themselves and okay. because, you know, I'm a, I'm a boy, they're going to be boys. They'll just follow what I do. Mm. Um, and that is not true for kids. Kids will not do what you say. Mm. They do copy what you do yeah. to a point, but they tend to only copy the bad stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I think anyway, or, or that or that you see, because, yeah. because I guess I guess if you're if they're copying the good stuff about you, that they're just and they are copying you, you're not seeing it because it's just their a natural behaviour. Yeah, actually, actually now that you mentioned that, it's probably true to a point. So yeah, in 
the last few months, mm. um, I've been a lot more consistent with exercise and because and, that's always been something that mm-hmm. I've never really been that consistent with is exercise, health, and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And I guess in a way I've been using social media as a bit of an accountability tool. Yeah, cool. Um, to keep myself honest and on track. Mm. And I've noticed that since I've been more consistent with that, they've wanted to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they want to go on bike rides, they want to do push-ups, they want to do weights, and they want to do this stuff. They want to be more active. So they are following leadership in that. And you're probably right. It's, it tends to only be the negative stuff that we do see. Mm. And a big thing that I've noticed is that when – because my, my eldest and I butt heads probably the most out of me and the three kids. Yeah, okay. It's not necessarily me butting heads with him. It's me butting – it's me turning into my dad, okay. butting heads with my inner child. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's such a, he's such a free spirit. Yeah. And it's probably me looking at him and subconsciously going, I'm so jealous of the fact that he just does whatever he wants to do and he behaves however he wants to behave mm. regardless of what other people think of him. And subconsciously, I'm probably deep down, probably so so afraid to do that mm. for fear of rejection and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That it's like, no, get back in your box. Yeah, this is okay. how you behave, and you know. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn from from children in oh, terms huge. of like how they can play, mm. you know, their innocence and stuff like that. And to a to a you know to a certain extent, the role of a parent is basically always telling them to relax, calm down, like you know. Stop! Stop do ha- Stop having so much fun because they, <laughs> yep. they do have to learn how to kind of re- regulate regulate yep. their emotions. You know? yep. they, they can get out of control. And yep. then, uh, I think it, you know, it's Jordan Peterson has has a rule in his book. It's like don't allow your children to do something that would make people dislike them. Mm. It's like well, actually, if someone is so excited and loud all the time, it's like people don't want to be around them. And mm. the number one thing and the number one rule for it, you, know, you want your children to be is sociable. You want them to yep. have friends. You want them to you know people want them to invite around for dinner and yep. have manners and stuff like yep. that, isn't it? So yeah. I can I, I can see what you mean. It's like there's there's two sides of it. It's yep. like okay, I'm going to be the father and say no, you can't do that or stop. But also it's like oh, I wish I could be like that at the same time. Yeah. And do you immerse yourself in it and get involved in the play and just like play around with? Them? I try to more now. Yeah. Um, before I, well, when when Lucas was born, um, I sort of I didn't feel comfortable with being a dad. Okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't sort of sit there and play and put on the, the silly voices and um, and read and stuff like that. And then yeah. there's... What do you think that is? Um, it probably, probably in part just... I don't remem- really remember Dad doing that with us. Okay. And probably didn't feel um, comfortable mm. in, like, letting my guard down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense. Um, you know, and it's taken a lot of work this year. Yeah. To sit down with my, particularly with my eldest son, yeah, and and let my guard down more with him because okay. I've always had this. When when he was born, I was still doing a lot of deployments with the navy, so he had time at home with mum, bonded with mum. Whereas I didn't have that time at home with him. Mm. I think about um, two or three weeks after we was born, we started doing a workup. So I was away for the week, home for the weekend. Yeah, okay. Um, which didn't you know? And there was that dynamic there for probably until he was probably about three or four. Yeah. Right. So, and and the inner child thing and all that sort yeah. of stuff, and it's probably a lot of, and it's more to do with me than it is to do with him. Of course, it's always to do with ourselves. Whenever yeah. we feel anything, it's our emotion, yeah. it's our feeling. Big time. Big time. <laughs> and it's probably more, it's probably all to do with the fact that, um, yeah, just reluctant to let my guard down and, mm. and be that. Well, the role the role that we have as uh, no, we, fatherhood and motherhood isn't. It's not something you try and open a book, yeah, and you learn some stuff. But it's, it's until you do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a father, so I don't know how to do it. But I know yeah. that I look at myself and think I definitely do want to be, and I know that, um, and I know that I'll give as much love as I can because of you know, my, my past with my father, where he probably didn't share as much love as possible. I'm mm. like, I want to give as much as I can to my. And, and performance through health and this everything I'm doing now just like yourself is yeah. to try and make it so I have more freedom to be yes. around more yeah. to make sure that uh, now I'm not the person that has to be working all the time away yeah. you know, I do want to be a person who is potentially can work from home mm. and support the family together yeah. and, and continue to, to do that so um, I understand well, and appreciate where you're coming from what you're yeah. saying um, so you, you, you've delved into quite a bit into uh, internal work this, yep. this year you say what sort of stuff have you been um, doing it's just not really so much internal work a lot of it has just been through engaging with people on social media and mm-hmm. um, I guess taking taking influence from different avenues like previously I followed a lot of um, I guess 
I guess traditional style masculinity. Yeah. Like I do follow Ryan Mickler quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He like I do enjoy his content. I do mm. enjoy the um, a lot of the stuff he puts out, and there's a lot of aspects of the traditional male role that I do value. Yeah, yeah. How what you were talking about before with with differences in a role like stay at home dad and stuff. I, I don't think that that is as big a um, I guess issue as conservative masculinity types yeah. would have you believe. Yeah. I don't think that if you if you if you want to provide by being a stay-at-home dad and be there to nurture and grow your children and that works for you and your partner, 100% go for yeah, it, yeah. fill your boots. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any issues with that. Um, because of my perception on who I thought I needed to be, yeah. I was trying to shape my shape who I was by taking influence from or trying to trying to force myself into a box right yeah, yeah i was yeah. trying to I'm trying to be a round peg and smash myself into a square hole yeah and it just wasn't working where i was really interested in um like a blend of you know traditional masculinity and a bit more spirituality and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i've just been open to a few more things and and not been trying to force myself into this into this box as much yeah which has created a lot more freedom in my head yeah for me just to be open with my feelings. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's, that's, that's great because uh, I think as men, um, uh, especially if, if you're going from an image of where you know, your father didn't you know, potentially suppressed all his emotions. Like my, my granddad served in the army. Yeah. Um, very, very uh, disciplined. Like if you were yeah. late, if you were late from coming back in, like at five minutes, you'd get the cane, you'd get whipped. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then my dad obviously being brought up into that went the opposite. So he went really, uh, he just didn't really care what, you know, as, as, as a teenager, I wouldn't get told off. My yeah. dad would hardly ever told me, tell me off. He, uh, you know, just didn't really get on with his father very well. Mm. Kind of just went off on his own journey, did what he needed to do, but didn't want to be disciplined sort of thing. Mm. So I've got like, I can see I've got, uh, there's a balance in me where I'm kind of thinking, yeah. like, which way do I want to go? I, I, I can respect and pull out the best from both worlds. Yeah. And I think that's a part of maturing as well as a, as, as a man. It's like you have to, and, and, and as, 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 a, as a woman and a, and a man, you have to look at your parents and get, and you get to a point where you go, actually, they're no longer the, the authority of me. Yes. In fact, actually, I can give back now and I yes. can have the conversation with them on a level where it's kind of like, you know, I can teach you as well yeah. as you teaching me now. Yeah. You, you're no longer the uh, grandfather or the grandmother that you, I'm going to look at and just see an image. Yeah. There, yeah, there was two. There was probably two points in my adult life where I realised that I was able to stand on my own two feet, and I didn't. And I didn't need to let my dad have this. Um, this because he was he was a strong dad. Yeah, right? like you know, very authoritarian. Yeah. Um. You know, this is my house. You do things my way. If you don't like it, you can leave, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that to do with him, as I was going saying before, that was. A, driven by anxiety over lack of control yeah and he didn't know and he didn't know how to um engage me and get and lead me mm. in, in a sense right and that's not something i want for um for my kids yeah especially with lucas he's you know being diagnosed with adhd he's got he's on uh, the autism spectrum as well so okay. he tends to be a little very much more free-spirited yeah and lacks impulse control okay right? so i'm trying Without being authoritarian, I'm trying to give him the skills that he needs to identify when he's lacking that impulse control mm. and then be able to bring self back to center yeah. and then go, okay, well, what do I really need to do from here? And there was two points, right? One was um, when we first moved over here and the kids were quite young. I think it was just um, Lucas and Flynn at this stage. And mum and dad, or dad particularly, wanted to Skype or video call with us every weekend. Mm. And it just wasn't working for us. Yeah. We, we felt a lot of pressure for it. Mel and I were, was causing a lot of conflict because we didn't want to do it. I'm like, oh, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. And in the end, I said, look, Dad, we just don't want to do this every weekend. Yeah. It, it, when the timing's wrong, you know, some days are just being difficult and we just don't have the, the you know, the just the mental space to do it. He got the shits with it and said, oh, well, you know, everything's got to be your way and blah, blah, blah. I said, look, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like this is, we've got to do what's right for us and that's, that's it. Yeah. And then, how powerful was that, by the way? Um, I was shit my pants at the time, exactly, because I thought he was never going to want to talk to me again. Yeah. So I left it for a few weeks, um, and then he, and I thought, I thought, you know, I'll just let him calm down, and I'll, you know, a couple of weeks went by, and I flicked him a message, hey, how are you doing? Thought we might want to Skype this weekend, and then you know things have been okay, and we just do it when we can now. Mm. It's really good. And then, probably about twelve or eighteen months later, they were over for Christmas. Mm. And we were out doing something and he was like trying to pull me in line. I'm like, look, dad, I don't need a parent. <laughs> I don't need you to parent me. Yeah. And I bet that hit him hard. I'm 35. Yeah. 
I'll, you know, let's let's be friends. You know, you can mentor me you, if I want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't need you to parent me. Yeah. You got the shits. Yeah. Of course, because yeah. I, it probably would have felt like I was rejecting him, yeah, him a little bit. And I can understand that. But those two things were really pivotal in me sort of going, you know what, I, I need to stand on my own two feet now. Like, and, and that sort of, I guess, allowed me to, to, to you know, cast off the, the shackles of the kid and start being yeah. more mature and all that sort of stuff. And, and it was that sort of, those sort of things that, well, I don't really want that for my son. For, and, and yeah, having, the, having a daughter mm. really drove me to be, um, has driven me to be better because, okay, what, what relationship do I want for her? Yeah. To set the standard for the men in her life. Yeah. Because how how she relates with you yep. is how she will continue to relate with with with, with men and anyone. Yeah. So um, there's there's what I, what I love, what you've just said there is is and I've gone through a very similar process myself. Mm. Um, you, and I just I seen your 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 social media is about to start reading King Warrior Magician Lover. Yeah. And that's uh, the basis of you know what people have used as Jungian psychology yes. of of, of, yep. of masculinity. And Jung uh, talked about a continual process that happens called individuation. Yep. And it's basically exactly what you've just said. It's going through that process of separating yourself from parents and culture to becoming an indiv- yeah. individual. Yes. And it, it, you know, it con- it's continuously cycles from when they're a kid. You know, at, yep. the, at the very beginning, you know, the, between z- zero and two, the, the child is essentially attached to the to the mother. Like, yeah. They, they, uh, they're the same thing. Like, they have to be because the mom, the mom's got to look after them completely. Yeah. And then the you know the man starts to take the the validation role. And, yes. In you know five, seven, six, seven, yep. and that sort of stuff. But there comes a point where that individual has to become separated completely. Yeah. And they have to look back and go, okay, you're an individual mom, you're an individual, and I'm an individual. Yes. And when when you go through that process, it's basically allowing you to be who you are yeah. the best without having to feel like you're shackled by your parents yeah. and culture. Well, we had initiation ceremonies and things like that. Yeah, didn't we? yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's, um, I think it's actually in that book, and I've actually wrote a, a blog that will be on my website. Mm. Um, uh, basically going through the process of, yeah. of masculinity and talking about masculinity and how modern day masculinity is separate, diff, completely different to what yeah. it used to be like. Yeah. Whereas you had cultures where people were, you know, men at the age of 12 or 13 were brutally tested yes. to, to see whether they could become a man or, or you know, a leader of the tribe yeah. to the point where they were nearly at death. <laughs> Like they would go through a process where they would like they would nearly die, have a vision of who they needed to be in the world to to mm. become the leader, and then it was like, okay, you've gone through that process now. Now you can be a man. You can be yeah. a, you can be an adult. We don't have that at all now. No. So we've got so many 25, 26, yeah. 27 year olds who are still teenagers. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of that's driven by society as well, like this, you know, two parents working and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So you know, not only are they lacking a strong male influence, they're lacking a strong female mm. influence. They're lacking that guidance and leadership in the home. Mm. So you get, so you're getting a lot of young people that are getting to adulthood. They haven't had the, um, I guess the, the, dif- the difficulties that tradition, you know, like the, you know, going back, yeah. you know, caveman days that, that teenagers would have had at those yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. And it's not develop. They're not developing into young men or young women. They're still very much just kids in adult bodies. Mm-hmm. Something they want to do with Lucas now that he's sort of coming into that young man stage. Is I, I want to give him his own sort of like initiation sort of ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've both talked about it. And I said, hey, what do you think about doing this? And whether people agree with this or not, um, we, we've we both decided that we're going to go grab the swag one, one weekend. Yeah. We're going to go camping. We're not going to take any food with us. We're yeah. going to try and trap a rabbit. Yeah. And then we're going to, you know, do what we need to do with the rabbit. Yeah. To have it for dinner. Yeah, of course. Um, I've never done that. Yeah, okay. I've never killed an animal. Yeah, really? To, to eat. Yeah, right? wow. So, Are you confident you're going to find a rabbit? Uh, well, they're going to find a rabbit. I'm going to come home hungry and have, have knackers on the way home. I don't know. <laughs> so that, I actually really respect that, by the way. That's uh, that's that's yeah. awesome. Um, like to because that's such a memorable moment as well. Mm. Like, but for you, what what a way to connect with you know, yeah. with your with your son and uh, sons. Um, yeah, to to be able to go through that process and, and, and like that sort of. Can you do it with your daughter? Um, I'll probably do something different with her. Yeah. Um, some and but connecting that that sort of traditional hunter gatherer style mm. um, role with a more modern in touch man mm. role or you know philosophy is, is somewhere I want to want to be like there's guys that are out you know far left conservative sort of stuff like yeah. um you know like fairly traditional style masculinity and there's guys that are all you know 
uh, what I call a bit woo-woo. Yep. And sort of I, f- I find that my interests lie somewhere in the middle. You go, righto, this, a man's job, yep, is to protect, it is to you know provide for your family, mm-hmm. it is to be the leader of the family. Mm-hmm. But you also need to do that in a way that, that you are in touch with what's going on emotionally yeah, of course. in your family and within yourself. Yeah. Because if you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And a, a continuous conversation we have on this podcast is: is if you're not serving yourself, you can't yeah. serve your best to others. And you, yeah. and that's what performance through health is. It's no, it's like making sure you are healthy, you're in the right right yeah. position, mindset wise. So then, so you can start contributing on a mass scale, and you can become a leader of that. But you yeah. have to be able to go through the process first. Yeah. And I think everyone has to go through some form of. Um, hardship, uh, whether it's depression or whether it's kind of anxiety or whether it's um, or, or whether it's a test through work or you know, firing or whatever, and it's a continual cycle to make yeah. you resilient and make you strong. And if a man doesn't get that, and, and these smart people might uh, not agree with this, but I, I can't really call him a man. It's a boy. Yeah, yeah. A boy is someone who's just looked after and nurtured, whereas a man is someone who is is. Doing it for themselves. Yeah, the biggest difference between a boy and a man is a is a boy consumes mm. and a man produces. Mm. Whether that's producing, um, you know, food or income or building something with their hands or you know, do, you know, building a relationship because they're seeing they're spe- investing time. Yeah. And, and doing that, but a boy takes and yeah, a man yeah. gives. That's yeah. the biggest difference. So, what are you doing in terms of your health and fitness at the moment then? So what, um, what sort of you training? Obviously, it's hard because there's no gyms around. Yeah. But what sort so, of training are you doing? Um, Mostly running at the moment, running mm-hmm. and cycling. Um, I've, I've got to sign up to some half marathon in Bustleton or um, the Cape to Cape in June. Yeah, yeah. So I've verbally committed yeah. to a couple of guys I'm going to go. <laughs> so I've got to actually sign up for that and then work out a training program to get me from trotting 5Ks to being able to run a half marathon. So Yeah, okay. Um, Have you done much running before? Like, no. No? No. No, you just committed to it. They just want to go, all right, it's yep. a challenge, right? Uh, yeah, so what, what happens, I, I, I wanted to, to start leading myself more, you know, like because I, I tried the whole, you know, being the, the leader through trying to tell everybody what to do and, mm-hmm. and that just created a whole lot of conflict in the house. So I backed off of that and I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to just work on leading myself. Mm. If I'm going to lead this family, I need to be a better leader to them. Lead by example. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, I need to, I don't exercise, I don't consistently exercise. Um, so I need to find a way to make myself accountable and force myself to be consistent. So I signed myself and my son up to a 5K fun run in December. Nice. So it was like the um, Fremantle Running Club 5K. Yeah. Um, and we did that. And I trained consistently. And then the training just continued on. Um, I was going to do Bridges Fun Run in April, um, for the ASICS 10K Bridges Fun Run that yeah. I got cancelled. Um, and I'd been watching all of the runs throughout the year and and I was getting ready to, to – to actually sign up to them consistently so I could keep, you know, keep myself accountable and yeah, yeah. force myself to commit. Yeah. You've said it on here on, on, on the podcast. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna to, <laughs> it's going to have to happen now. Um, and I've got a, you know, a 20 kilo sandbag that I've been throwing around the backyard a little bit and, yeah. um, and whatnot. And so that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment. I need a little bit more consistency and I wouldn't mind having, you know, people to work out with and, mm. and whatnot. Because um, I've never really had any input in terms of okay, here's what you're doing, here's, here's how to improve that or whatever. It's yeah, just okay. been okay. Well, okay. Oh, those those things. What are they? Oh, they're deadlifts. Cool. They look alright. Yeah. Okay. Watch your video on how to do a deadlift. That feels okay. Yeah. You know, like not really knowing what I'm doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so uh, that there's a, there, everyone starts everywhere. Mm. Uh, there's a grand old saying that everyone's the fool to begin with before they come the king of the land. Like yeah. it's uh, you know you, you have to start somewhere. And, yeah, and, and it, getting started is the hardest bit. Yes, if you don't have uh, no, everything takes energy uh, and mm. for, no, emotion is you know energy emotion. Uh, yeah. if, if you don't, uh, if, if you think of Newton's laws of emotion, emotion you've got like you know, the, the, the law of inertia. Like yeah. The most amount of energy it takes to get started. Yes. Once you get moving, you kind of get like, okay, well, momentum. And yeah. That becomes like motivation, becomes momentum, and all of a sudden you're, yeah. you're, you're into mastery. Yeah. So keep keep on keep on working yeah. out. Just keep it consistent. Yeah. yeah. I can remember when I first started doing the running because I'd like to get the time to do it. I've got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. So every day I'm up at four, whether I, whether I run or, or bike or whether I just work on the Mankind Co. Yeah. And um, initially when I first started, I get out the front door. 
And for the first half of the run, I just wanted to turn around and come home. <laughs> and now I find that I get out the door and it's half, and it's you know halfway two thirds through my run. And I'm like, oh, I'm nearly done. Yeah. Like I just don't realize now. I just yeah. get up and go. Yeah. And now like even to the point where my body clock's aligned with four o'clock. So when the alarm goes off, I'm, I'm awake, I'm ready to go. It's just a matter of getting up, getting dressed and putting the shoes on and, and out the door. And it's, it's the, again, it's the consistency yeah. thing. You know, I, I'm actually working sleep uh, medicine. That's, yeah. my, that's my main role. And it, we can change our our body clock, but you, mm. the first, again, the first half, it's going to be difficult yeah. to begin with, but then eventually the body's going to go, hold on a sec, this guy keeps getting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Um, we, we, yeah, we're going to have to start getting some cortisol in there a bit earlier. Yeah. We're going to have to start getting the muscles working a bit faster yep. earlier, especially if you're going to get up and exercise straight yeah. away. It's like, right, okay, we need to do something about it. The body just adapts to everything. It's, we've got this whole thing, which is like a, a machine that can adapt to absolutely yeah. anything. It's better than a robot. Yeah. Because robots get a piece of metal and it can rust and you know, yeah. it, can't, it can't change the environment yet. Yeah. But our bodies, it's insane. I know it's the same thing. Like I'm actually getting going and loosening up a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, like we before it might take me, you know, five, 10 minutes to actually loosen up and get into the groove. Now I can, you know, two, two or 300 meters of walking, start with a little bit of jogging and I'm into the groove a lot quicker, which, which is awesome. It's, it's cut my times from, I think, you know, seven and a half, nearly eight minute pace per kilometer down to six and a half minutes per kilometer pace. Yeah. And I'm still doing a little bit like walking a bit here and there. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, has Chris Edge got a um, a vision? You know, you know what you're looking for. You know what you, you know where you want to go next. Yeah, I guess um, what I was sort of saying at the start about having a life that's just integrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I want to go with with the mankind. Um, my wife's got an idea for her business. She wants to expand it into a, like a creative space for people and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'd like to see the mankind um, expanding into a, um, a physical business yeah um where we can maybe have like um you know sessions where guys can come yeah not necessarily not necessarily sit around in circles and talk about our feelings and cool mm. are, but um you know like as you know reading into masculinity and stuff like that that, that men tend to work and communicate best side by side working on a similar struggle something that i've always struggled with is consistency and exercise mm-hmm. so i'd like to see maybe you know guys that are struggling with that you know some way of helping them out. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, develop some accountability and, you know, build some teams and just, yeah, yeah. just helping guys to, I guess, break out of the, yeah, the, that life of quiet desperation, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't fully know where it's going to go yet. Yeah. It's kind of just, um, I'm just let, letting it evolve. Yeah. Um, I've got no, um, I guess, concrete plans for it. Okay. But just, Start with the podcast. Start having conversations with guys. See what see what opportunities come up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Dip my toe in a bit of everything. Yeah. Mm. How far is uh, is Coogie from from Mandra? Uh, Coburn, Coburn, Coburn. Coburn. So it's probably about halfway between here and Mandra. Yeah. Okay. There's probably pretty much spot on halfway. Yeah. So I've got um now I've got a good friend who's very into his CrossFit. It'd yeah. Be, probably be a good person to, to connect you with. He was on this podcast, uh, Jake Stanley, his name is dentist. Yeah. He lives around there. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd always be looking for someone to, to go for, go for a run or, mm. or, um, or no, to, to help even to support someone who's looking to get into fitness. So mm. I'll connect you, you two guys through, through social media. Yeah, cool. and I'll have a little chat with him and he's, he's a, he's a fantastic guy. Absolutely. Like an awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. Um, no, real nice. And I'm sure he'll be keen to help out and get some good. runs with you. So I'll yeah. definitely do that for you. Um, okay. So what sort of, uh, you know, you've talked about Ryan, Ryan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other kind of like, I guess, uh, guys you look up to in terms of, uh, now I'm, I'm a massive fan of Jordan Peterson. Mm. Um, uh, I've got Lewis Howes, yep. um, a lot of psychology sort of things. What sort of interests uh, do you have or influences and influences you look up to in terms of, uh, male role models? Uh, I'll take influence from a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily take, everything that Ryan Mickler says is an influence and mm. um, and the same for like like there's there's aspects from each person that I that I admire. Yeah. And you know, and like I guess a couple of local guys I've been following a bit recently that I've actually sort of um, like Tim Morrison is one guy local who yeah. initially when I first started following him, he really challenged my thoughts. Mm. Really like I really found myself going you know, what is this guy on? Like he's like he's far out there. But the more I've actually like taken the time to slow down and just sort of read 
and follow his stuff and sort of like, okay, well, read it. And what do I think about that? Mm. Um, actually, no, that's, you know, and it's, it's opened me up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very. Yeah, I was talk- actually talking about him on the la- on the last podcast I just mm. recorded a few hours ago. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's confronting because yes. it's it's stuff that people don't really know about, and it's stuff that uh, people are not aware of, and it's yeah. you know it, it's old school methods, it's mm. breath work, it's seeing a man fully cry and yeah. like let tears come out and scream through pain and yeah. and and sort of stuff where you're thinking. Like I see a woman do this in labor. Like yeah. it's like, wow, is this, yeah. is this really happening? Yeah. And I've I've tried it. And mm. I have. I've tried that similar sort of stuff. I haven't gone anywhere near the depth of what Tim Morrison does. Mm. And uh, I do actually want to go to one of his men's, men's retreats or something, just to experience of mm. what does it feel like to be able to uh, you know uh, feel what your body feels like in terms of the emotional state and the, the trapped traumas and mm. all sort of that sort of stuff. And we all have it. It's a part of humanity. It's part mm. of being a human. Is that we all have self conscious things that we suppress. You know, it's it's in our shadow. We can't see it. When you bring yeah. that into the surface and you bring it into consciousness, it develops that process yeah. of individuation I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Because then what you can do is like, okay, actually, there was something that I was suppressing. Um, I'm going to allow and allow that to come back into my life. I'm going to actually integrate that. So for me, that was probably like uh, anger and assertion yeah. was always. Uh, I was I was a nice guy. Yeah. So I got I caught up in a nice guy um, from the age of. Uh, my first girlfriend at 13 years old yeah. um, and I'm still potentially caught up in it, in it now. Like it's something that's yeah. a part of me, but it never served me because no. I always ended up getting cheated on. I always ended up getting um, you know, a girl walking over me because I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't know how to assert myself and tell my needs and what I, what I wanted. Um, and I actually want to give that back. Mm. And I realized that to do that, I have to be more assertive. I have to be more, uh, I guess, allow the darker side out of me. Whereas yep. before it was always just in the gym. It was like, okay, I can just go and put that in the gym. Yeah. But perhaps maybe put that more into your relationships and being firm with who you are and staying to, true to your values yep. and setting your boundaries and saying no is uh, it's, it's changed my life, to be honest with you. Mm. I've got more out of my life. I've yep. made more friends, more relationships, stronger relationships. Yeah. Um, so bringing that to surface is powerful yeah and that's probably where i'm I'm at now like i'm probably in in the true sense of the journey i've probably only just started my journey yeah so in terms of who i'm taking influence from the list is pretty short yeah um and it's it's going to grow um the more i get involved in in actually self you know my own self-development and stuff like that but talking about the nice guy i 100% agree like I, i remember um early on when i first started you know, being open to dating again and started, um, you know, meeting women and things like yeah. that. Because I've been in relationships with other girls for so long and tried to be the nice guy and tried to be the peacekeeper and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And I realized that that didn't serve my life. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but I still do that now, but I find I do that with men. Yeah, yeah okay. Right? Um, and it tends to be men around more so, more so um, in authority positions like mm-hmm. at, at work and stuff like that. And like with, with my job, um, I enjoy the work. I'm relatively good at it. I enjoy the technical side of it, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't don't like around it. Um, and I'm probably pretty safe because there's probably no one at work going to listen to this podcast. So um, it tends to be I tend to I will keep the peace at work and not say yeah. what's on my mind because I don't want to ruffle feathers. Yeah, yeah. And, and that and I saw myself doing doing that a lot in the military as well. Okay. Um, and the reason why I tended to do that in the military is because the ruffling feathers in the military had repercussions on on income. Of course, right? yeah, you, could, yeah. you could be doctored days pay. You could be put into Holsworthy for up to twenty one days, where you're back onto you know like yeah zero money sort of thing. And well, that sort of thing is top down leadership. Mm. It's top down. Um, you know, it, it's 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 authoritarian, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you know, you've probably naturally been pulled into that because of like what your father was like as well. So and prob- just, yeah, probably it's just comfortable for yeah. you to be in that position yeah, to be told what to do. Yeah. So it makes you uncomfortable when you try to step out of what's you know what's in your comfort zone. Yeah, and it made it makes me uncomfortable when I'm being you know told or or forced effectively forced into doing something that I don't feel aligns with my values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so now, and, and it's probably the, 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 you asked before about the vision. Yeah, The yeah. vision for me is to have a life that I'm in control of. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I wake up in the morning, I don't answer it to anybody. Okay. And how I'm going to go about doing that, I'm not too sure yet. 
it's an ongoing process. Yeah. And and I think uh, I wouldn't necessarily agree that you don't have to answer some to anybody. I think obviously there's always people that you need to, and and, and this is probably not the, the way you're saying it, but there's still people you need to listen to and oh, take yeah. on board and stuff yeah, like that. But sure. you, it's about becoming an individual and a man and wanting to live a life that you want to yeah. live. And I get what you mean when you say um, you find it difficult when something steps on your boundary, your, your values, and it's mm. like all of a sudden you, you can feel yourself building up, but you just kind of just force it back down. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to listen. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. But really, um, what is the actual issue of actually causing that bit of conflict? Other than, yeah, you could, in, in the Navy, you've been taught that you might get disciplined or mm. whatever like that. But there's a potential to serve there by speaking your truth. Mm. Now, I, I'm a firm believer in, 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 in uh, truth plus love equals wisdom. Mm-hmm. If you speak your truth from a place of love, it's going to generate wisdom from you, within yourself or within me. Because if I you know, was to tell you something, I was honestly um, coming from a place of love and I was being truthful, but it might yep. potentially hurt you. It's, what it's going to do is going to, either going, to, it's going to raise awareness in yourself. Yep. And if it doesn't, it's going to bounce back to me. And I'll realize it's a projection that I've had. Yes. And then all of a sudden, I've, okay, well, actually, it didn't actually resonate with him so maybe it's my truth mm. so then you know speaking the truth has been the thing that i've been working on maybe for about a year now yep um and it's probably the most powerful thing as a man that you can you can start doing because you learn to that it's not as the, the negative outcomes aren't, aren't, aren't as bad as you think they're going to be yeah like we think, oh shit! And uh, no, my father's going to fall out with me. I'm not going to have any friends. My wife won't fall out with me because yeah. of the conflict, all this sort of stuff. Um, but if you step into that and not not be concerned about what the the result of that is, yeah, because we get we get ahead of ourselves and we yeah. start thinking about results. Yeah, and I'm a massive overthinker. Yeah, like if the the bosses at work go into a meeting and they're like in a like you know because all of our offices are glass door like mm. you know glass windows and it's like oh they're all in there they're all talking about me what have I done mm. and I go playing back through like the last week or two weeks of things that I've done okay well, I've done that I've done that I've done that okay what well, haven't I done yeah you know and like it's like oh, no and then you sort of catch yourself and you're like no you idiot mm. you're fine you, you haven't done nothing wrong yeah. and if they do pull you up on something then you can you know like you can confidently say that you've done everything you need to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that it, you yeah. Know, like, and that's where values come in mm. because values are that guiding principle or that structure or like I like to say is that if, if you're fitting within there and you're and you're behaving to your values mm. and then someone says oh I didn't like that no I didn't like what you did there it's like well I'm just being me mm. if I'm being me then I'm no I'm not going to apologize for who I am if it doesn't serve us both then maybe we not we're not right and we should probably just not work together mm. maybe i should leave the job maybe i should leave the relationship yeah. whatever that is because you, sh- you we shouldn't have to adapt ourselves to a, another individual and it's not healthy because no. and it's not going to work because no. it's a it's a dark deprived seed if we're going to go back to that you know the growth of the where where the seeds coming from mm. you now the flower is not going to flourish properly if it's not from a, from a dirty soil yeah um so uh, yeah <laughs> It's mate, honestly, it's, it's been powerful to, to to go through a journey of being able to, and I think I discovered this um, maybe about two years ago. So I was at a party, and um, um, it was a girl who I was seeing, but I realised that I hadn't wanted to be in a relationship with her. But I yeah. can't, I kind of like being a nice guy. I had to yeah. go to a birthday. I had yeah. to be nice. I had to you know, make sure that she was okay on her birthday. I couldn't split with her on her birthday. Um, and then like after a few drinks, and this this other girl was trying to put glitter on my beard, and I was like, no, I don't want glitter on my beard, and kept saying no. I kept no, 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 and it got to a point where I was just angry, mm. and this anger just surfaced, and I just shouted, "Get off me, you vampire!" <laughs> Everyone in the party just looks at me, and I'm like, "Oh shit! Like, what have I done? Where, where's that come from?" Yeah. And then the, the girl who I was currently seeing comes over, watch okay. I was like, "And you? No, I don't want to be with you anymore." And I like just, just yeah. it all came out. Yeah, it all came out and surfaced, yeah. and I went home and I kind of just reflected on what had happened, and I was like. My dad never taught me how to say no to a woman, yeah. be assertive, yes, and without like being like being able to not get over emotional because he didn't know how to do that yeah. himself. Yeah, so I was like, oh shit, like, okay, there's there's work I need to do here. Yeah, there's work I need to be able to speak my truth without getting triggered. Yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, so that was where where it started for me. Yeah, like, I can remember like being at high school and. Um, having you know guys that were like the cool kids were mm. like oh if you did this you'd be cool or mm. if you did this you'd be cool and like going around like rating people on their coolness mm. and and like i can remember like going oh 
like I just like really wanting to be part of the cool kids, mm. but never feeling comfortable when you behaved like they wanted you to behave. It's like no, that's like not who I am. Yeah, and then that's probably where all the like all this like chameleonic behavior where I try and fit into this thing, and it was always caused a whole bunch of anxiety inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. similar, you were saying about your dad, like um, not ever demonstrating that you could say no to a woman. Yeah, like, I remember sitting down when I was a teenager, and I must have just started. You know, you know, maybe I had my first girlfriend or something like that. And I sit down with dad and he's, and, and I don't think dad had ever had these conversations with his dad either. Mm. And he's like, oh, sometimes like with, with women, you've, you know, you've got to learn when no is no or no is like yes. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, so every time, every time I'm like, okay, so I'm kissing a girl, I'm like, you know, like you, you're doing, you know, whatever you need to do. And it's like, okay, it's, 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 it's you know, like you just, it's created so much confusion, it so is. much anxiety around it. Yeah, and because because the the word oh. the words in in any relationship and even and even like in, in the work relationships, the words don't necessarily mean what they mean. It's the body language, and I, body language you know, nonverbal communication is like eighty percent, or yeah. there's a ridiculous number around all of communication, and. It, how how if you think about how a a, a woman a, a girl or a boy are brought up in terms of mm. a as a child is born as a as a man first off they're connected just like we talked to they're connected yeah. to the to the to the feminine for for two years yeah. and then they separate and go to yeah. the female but they are attracted to females so they're attracted yes. to their their, their love yeah. and their nurture but then a woman has to grow up uh, uh, is nurtured in the same way, separated, but then they're attracted to the opposite of what they they, they find their true love from. Yeah. So there's the, there's like a fear there for, for for women in terms of ingrained into their no deep into their psyche of I have to actually go separate to what I'm what I, what I think is true love. Mm. So then the the communication is an issue between the men and the, yeah. the male and female because. The relation, how they relate together, yep. doesn't necessarily work the same. So, a man's mindset in terms of how they're trying to relate to a, a female is completely opposite to what he thinks. Because a, a man thinks he has to relate to his a female like his mother, yeah. whereas they have to think they have to relate to her like, like their father, and it just yeah. clashes, especially yeah. if there's issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like in, I can just remember like. It, it probably it caused a lot of anxiety, especially when I was younger. Mm. Like when I was younger, like caused a whole bunch of anxiety around like girls and girlfriends and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, like and probably my wife has probably been instrumental more so because she had pretty difficult upbringing. Yeah. Um. You know, like through like her like a domestic violent um household and you know and domestic you know and then violence in relationships and controlling relationships mm. and stuff like that. So she's it's it's been through this relationship that we've both probably sometimes butted heads and clashed with because of what we've wanted in the relationship, but also have helped each other develop better communication skills mm. in terms of, no, this is what I want and this is why I want it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. And not to the point where, whereas of, well, if you don't do it, then the relationship's over. But this yeah. is, this, this is something for, for this relationship to work. This is what we need to provide yeah, each yeah. other, you know, yeah. like an, and we're still working on it. Like it's a it's a work in progress. I think, no, it's Huge. a continual battle. That's oh. that's that's the the the, the, you know, the whole point of relationship is being able to be able to develop that communication yep. where it's like it's not it's not causing triggers. It's not causing yep. loud shouts, shouting fights, arguments, and all stuff like that. It's okay, right? I'm just voicing my need, and you're voicing your yep. need, and we just need to come through some kind of compromise yep. to so we can both get the best out of this relationship. Yep. And that's uh, it's very difficult, but it's because it's, def- defensiveness comes up. Mm, but it's, when defensiveness comes up like that it's ego yes it's you trying to protect yourself and yes. go well I'm doing the best I can yeah. well yeah okay that's fair enough but I'm sure you can do better yeah and that's that's a message for me just as much as it is for mes- message for anybody else oh. I know I've got a long way to go yeah, yeah. to being the, the best husband that I can be and the best dad that I can be but as long as you know that and you're aware of it and you yeah. continue to develop it and grow into that that's, that's, that's the part of it it's when you stop Mm. And you go, okay, well, actually, I don't need to grow anymore because, again, the ego is going to come and say, actually, yep. I'm, I'm already the best I can be. That, that's yep. that's when people are going to be like, nah, sorry. Like, yep. it, this is going to cause an issue. And it's funny you say, you know, you talk about that, the ego triggering, because uh, a lot of people, it's so hard to recognize when it's happening. And I've felt, yep. I've felt for it uh, many times. I've been triggered and, it, you know, it's portal banger, whatever. You, if you said stuff you don't mean, yep. you, you've said stuff like you've been trapped, it's been trapped in you for a while and it all blurges out all of a yeah, but 
when you, like I said earlier on, when you're speaking truth and when someone speaks truth back to you, you learn to recognize the ego coming up because yeah. it's that, it's almost like you get that um, feeling in your, in your chest where it's like, it's like tight, but it's like, uh, like, it's like, yeah. it's like also like, like you want to vomit something up. Yeah. And it's like, when you start to do that, if you could yeah. recognize that's ego and you go, okay, right, I'm just going to come back and look at that. It's just observe this as inf- yeah. it's information what yeah. i'm hearing is information if i can be receptive of it yeah. then i can actually extract what is the truth out of that and if whatever is just let it filter okay whatever it doesn't mean anything to me but it's so hard to do that because of the triggers of from when we were kids emotions and stuff like that but you're right if there's an if if there's an urge for you to blurt something out in defense of something that's been said, chances are that that thing you want to say is the ego talking and mm. not the true self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like- yeah. And the, the discovering the true self is um, is 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 a, a process where you have to go within. You have to look within. You've got to find your values. You've got to find who you are, who you want to be. Um, I know there's, there's a whole process that I, I go through for, for people when I've got like seven steps to forming your vision. And the first one is discovering your, is, is discovering your true self. Mm. And then you find your true self and then you find, okay, well, what does the, your, the highest self look like? Now you're true, but what does the, what's the best version of that? look like to you and you can sit there and close your eyes and i do it quite often when i'm feeling say i'm not feeling motivated or i'm feeling um what's the what's the word uh you know when you go to do something maybe you're fearing that you're not good enough Mm. if you can close your eyes and you can think to a point where you felt the best you've ever been and allow that to you know to, to to come back in and all of a sudden you feel that you know you think of the emotion what did it look like what did it feel like and what was going on at that time what did i what did i achieve um and embrace that and sit there for 10 minutes you can you can pull it back in yeah and that's just your higher self and when you pull that higher self you feel invincible you honestly do mm. it's, it's pretty insane yeah i, I tend what keeps me going is I, I tend to close my eyes and and i just think about the the life that i i, I want yeah yeah, the life that I'm trying to create. Okay, so, yeah, yeah what, it, what is it that I'm actually trying to create? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it always comes back to this this vision I have in my head. It's like we've got this, um, like a property down south somewhere. Yeah. And, and it, it's not huge. It's, it's just big enough for all of us. Yeah. Um, nice house, nice open plan sort of house. And, yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we've got our own veggie garden and yeah, yeah. We've got a few animals and that around the place. And yeah. the kids go to school and, like, pardon me, and we just, it doesn't. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing as mm-hmm. like in terms of creating income, but I just know that that's what that's the kind of lifestyle that I want. Mel's got. Mel really wants her own studio, so yeah. I've got okay. Well, I've got this studio, and you know, she's got this space where she can you know be creative and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And, yeah. And I've always wanted to just like I was always had this idea that I want a tractor. I just want to go and plow fields in a tractor and yeah. just. Yeah, so yeah. I just come back to that again. Right, that's that's cool. That's, that's amazing because earlier on you talked, you were saying to me, I don't really have a clear vision. Oh, now we've just come back. Yeah, now we've come I back. I don't have a clear vision for the mankind. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But in yeah. general, in general, but, you've come yeah. back, and, then, and yeah. I love that you've now, you know, we've extracted that from the conversation. Yeah. Is that actually you've brought that up in the city. When I went vision, it's like, you no, know, when you close your eyes, what do you see yeah. in terms of what do you want to have? In you know, be do have. Like, what yeah. do you want to be? What do you need to do? And what do you want to have? And that's that's awesome because I'm a very similar thing. I want to, but I want more of a, a bit more, of a, a bit more of land down south somewhere mm. that's nice where people can come and learn from me how to train like have a facility to train yeah. with uh, meditate uh, look underneath the stars go out hunting cook the food all, love it. all, all that sort of stuff yeah. and, be like, and we've got and we've got the uh, climate to do it here yeah. in, in, in WA as well we're yeah. so fortunate it's, it's pretty insane yeah um, so there's two questions I always ask go people on this podcast um, the first one is being a performance through health podcast the first yeah. one is what do you think you need to be doing to take your levels of performance and when I mean performance is being able to uh, you know, get towards your move towards your vision mm-hmm. what do you think you need to be doing to try to take the next steps or you know, take your next level of performance to the next steps um, for me I need to tidy up my nutrition okay that's a big that's a big thing for me um, I tend to because I do work long hours and I do get up early and I do come home late, I tend to go for convenience style foods. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, I didn't get lunch until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, so it just was a busy day, and I just went for convenience. Yeah. Okay. Large quarter pound of meal straight down the straight yeah, down yeah, the mouth. Yeah. 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 Like just absolutely. Yeah. And that that does get us tripped up, and yeah. that's probably is a reason part of the reason why I'm looking to try and create something where I can be home more, mm. um, so they can have that space within within my day to be able to create food, and because I don't don't necessarily want these struggles that I've got yeah. for, for my kids too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like if I struggle yeah. with exercise and I struggle with nutrition, yeah. okay, let's 
get in an environment where I can get give them these skills as they're growing up so yeah. that it's just become part of their life for them so they don't struggle with it. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you cook? Yeah, I do. Yeah. If I'm at home, I'm, I'm the cook. Yeah. Um, when how, how much time are you at home? Like, yeah, not, not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. I, leave, I leave home at 6.30 in the morning. I don't get home until 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, okay. So you're and up I, for 13 yeah. hours. And yeah. you're up at 4 to try and get out and do your yeah. delivery. I mean, because I just, uh, I try to the food prep maybe once twice twice a week. Yeah. Just maybe try and make a you know, a meal where it's, um, so my breakfast will always be pretty, something pretty simple. It'd be like some yogurt or mm. muesli with a bit of fruit, which is you know, a decent, decent nutritious breakfast. But then my my lunch will just be maybe a salad or, or sometimes I'll make myself a nice curry with some vegetables in there yep. and a bit of rice. But I'll just try and make that for like three or four days worth. Yeah. And then my meals in the evenings, it's like, you know, just maybe a bit of meat and some vegetables or steak or something like that. And then I'll have some oats or something later on. Yeah. Bed. I, I tried to make it so... Uh, I'm trying to get that balance between making something as fast as possible that's not time consuming that lasts for long enough to get me through a section of the week so that I only have to prep twice a week yeah. and in the evenings I can just kind of just chuck something like a steak on or something yeah. like that I tend to because of, of the hours I work I tend to um, I tend to fast yeah I found that fasting I've just naturally progressed into fasting yeah I, I never really liked eating breakfast food okay um, and never found that eating the food carried me through till lunchtime anyway. Mm. So I'm like, well, if I'm eating this food and I'm hungry again at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I might as well just stop eating it. Okay, so I'm like, okay. And then I found out that's called fasting. Yeah. And I'm okay. How can I, how can I optimize this fasting so that it's actually beneficial? Right. So you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. So if I'm at, and going back to what you were saying before, the times I felt the best. Yeah. Times I felt the best were when my nutrition was, was good. So I had control over my food. I was prepping mm. um, and I was fasting and I was actually structured in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and then at work as well, my day yeah. was structured and I was ticking things off the, the list of things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last few days have been a mental battle yeah. because I haven't been structured and I haven't been ticking things off. Yeah. And it's just been chaos from left, right and centre. And I've come home both both last night and the night before. I've come home and I'm just being like, I do not want to go to work. It's the laws of chaos and order, mate. It's laws of chaos and order if you, you know yeah. if you you need to you need to create order out of chaos yeah. and if you're not moving forward towards something if, if the laws of entropy like natural laws yeah. of entropy and that it's on a psychological and it's a universal level if you're not moving towards something in in, in order it's it's being disordered and moving yeah. back towards the chaos yeah um do you follow uh, aubrey marcus at all yes have you got his book own your own your day own your life i had it on audiobook yeah okay and i've listened to it on audiobook what do you think of that um yeah, I like to take little bits out of everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just get a bit, bit cynical about stuff and go, yeah, it's all well and good to own your life when you've got a multi-million dollar corporation that exactly. provides you yeah. uh, provide you with that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. But then having said that, he probably the reason why he's got that multi-million dollar corporation is because he follows the principles he's written in his book. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Catch 22. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. And I, and I always find that when, like for me, I get a lot more feeling, a lot more stress when I'm feeling uncontrolled mm. or feeling like my, my environment's controlling me. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I always pull it back to yeah. stuff that I can control, like, you know, back to, okay, what can I control? To, okay, yeah, I can yeah. control what I put in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I exactly. can control what I put in my brain. Yeah. So, and, yeah. The, and they're the two things that are mostly what I put in my brain is the constant. Yeah. You know, I, I use my commute time because it's an hour each way yeah. and, and a bit. I use that to um, to prime myself with podcasts and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's how I connected with you, actually. I was, you know, following people on social media and then you probably come up and suggested things and I yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. oh he does a podcast cool I'll listen to that <laughs> you know and, and awesome thank you for the, you know, the feedback that you've given me no. as well man and I oh, really really appreciate that you could give me some positive feedback about the fear one I did last uh, I think that was two episodes ago it would probably be about five six episodes ago yeah. now, now we've, since we've spoke on this podcast but yeah and I listened to the one you did with Joel the other day and I've connected with Joel on, on Instagram and Facebook now and yeah I'll yeah probably, I'll probably develop, try and develop that relationship so I can um, maybe get Joel on the podcast as well yeah 100% everyone that I've had on so far are very open people yeah very um they're, they're all lovely people obviously i've just connected with them because you know i've my, they, they fit my values yeah. and i yep. see something that i can you know, potentially serve them they can serve me mm. so um it's been great having you on i've got one more question go for it um and you you've you kind of touched on the health thing so the performance through health and in yep. fact you what you're saying just reaffirms what my whole business is about is, is you know if when you when you the input that you give yourself mm. basically benefits the output that you yep. you can you can get and performance through health health first yep and you can perform better yep it's like health today performance tomorrow 
Yeah, that's 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 a little motto that I, I say to myself. Um, if you were to be able to change on a global scale, one thing that would improve global health, what what would that be? That's a deep question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, I guess, if we could, if there's a way that we can get guys, get men particularly. Mm. Um, to have the the courage to break out of the uh, I guess the current um, capitalism mold, like the you know the the corporate office style mold, and and get back to you know maybe a couple of hundred years ago where guys were at home. Yeah, we probably worked in the field all day, but we were a hell of a lot more present. Mm. Get back to a situation where we could do that and get them to sort of have the courage to go. You know what? I want to live. I, I'm, you know, I've said it a couple of times in the podcast. I don't want to live this life of quite desperation anymore. Yeah, just going to work, doing my job, coming home. Yeah, you know, jobs over there, families over there. There's got to be a way that we can, you know, still produce the same result, but to have that so, so much more integrated. Yeah. Um. And and it's been corona like this COVID nineteen stuff, the, yeah. the isolation and some developments at work that have really put this stuff in perspective for me. We had um, two weeks where I had to be basically self-isolated at home and we were doing a two-week on, two-week off roster. And at the same time, school shut down. So I was at home with my wife, my three kids, and sort of living and working around my wife, what she was doing and living and working around the kids and trying to help their kids with, with school. It was hard, but I'm like, this is so much better than me getting up at ridiculous times in the morning to get to an office and sit there and do something I can just do as effectively. Yeah. In my home office, yeah, you know, yeah, it just no. Like I, I, uh, um, I've got about fifty thousand words of a book written, yeah, but it's just all over the place. Like I just wrote it, just allowed my emotion, my my yeah. everything just to come out. And now I'm trying to put a structure to it, but yeah. a large section in there is is about uh, you know about the world that we live in, society we live in, how yeah. you know, how capitalist capitalism dominates um, and like materialism especially. I think that's probably more. More relevant because I don't think there's anything specifically wrong with capitalism. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the greed that drives capitalism is probably the problem more mm. than anything. Mm. Um, and and the greed I think comes from a, a um, it comes from a scarce a, place, a, a, a scarcity mentality yeah, yeah. as opposed to an abundance yeah. mentality. And and it, and it, it's it's uh, it's it's. It's programmed into us by yep. by culture, the yep. way that marketing is. You know, they've got neuroscientists working on how to bloody put Facebook ads on, like how to get them to hit dopamine in the right yep. in the right time, even to point where it's like you know, the timing things come up, delays on the phone. Mm. It, it's there's it's a science behind mm. it, and it's crazy mm. that we're being manipulated to that yep. way to the point where it's making us hook into this technology, which is which is advancing the world. It's, yeah, but it's moving the world in, in one direction, but it's making us become disconnected from the true yep. self. And w- when we lose that disconnection, that's when we start to get an- increases yeah. anxiety, depression. Yep. Uh, and look at men, the suicide in, in, in men at the moment, it's, and it's because of that. Yeah, because they don't know you know what what. what line do you draw where, where you know, family work uh, technology mm. who i am um when you've got things pulling in all different directions it separates you from spirit and i've been there i've mm. been suicidal I've, I've, I've had my battles i've managed to work out of them again but it was mm. because i wasn't living to who i was going back yeah. to those values my mission my vision so um Thank you very much. My pleasure. It's, uh, I don't know how long we've been going for. It's probably been over an hour now, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> yeah, me and, too. And me connecting too. with you. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you in touch with, a, a, with Jake, who yeah, is down there too, if you want to have some comments. If anyone wants to follow you on your social media uh, or your podcast. Yeah, sure. So you can, um, so if you want to follow me, me personally, it's chrisedge underscore official on Instagram. Um, if they want to follow the podcast, it's themankind.co, and that's on Instagram. And they can follow, find both me and the podcast on Facebook as well. Brilliant. Awesome, mate. Good luck in the future. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Oh, no, pleasure. So oh. just pretty much knock on an hour. It's an hour, is it? Yeah, yeah. I usually hit bang on an hour, about an hour and a half.